Sierra Lund and her team at Grit Wellness are committed to helping their clients use exercise and nutrition to create a healthy and sustainable lifestyle as they start their recovery or in corporate organizations. While training to be a pilot, she experienced an engine failure and used her survival to focus on what was most important to her and a life worth living. Enjoy. Welcome to the Illuminate Recovery Podcast. We shed light on mental health issues, mental illness, and addiction recovery. Ways to cope, manage, and inspire. Beyond the self-care we will discuss, you may need the help of a licensed professional. My name is Kurt Neider. I'm a husband, a father, entrepreneur, a handyman, and a student of life. I avoid conflict, I deflect with humor, and I'm fascinated by the human experience. And I'm Shelly Mangum. I am a clinical mental health counselor, and my favorite role of all times is grandma. I am a seeker of truth, and I feel like life should be approached with tremendous curiosity. I ask the dumb questions. I fill in the gaps. The Illuminate Recovery Podcast is brought to you by Illuminate Billing Advocates. Make billing and collection simple with leader in substance abuse and mental health billing services. Verification and analysis of benefits, pre-authorizations, utilization management, accurate claim submission and management, denial and appeal management, and industry-leading reporting. Improve your practice's cash flow and your ability to help your clients with Illuminate Billing Advocates. Uh, Kurt and I have the privilege of talking with Sierra Lund today. Sierra is the CEO of Grit Wellness. It is a top-tier health and wellness solution. The GRIT team is very passionate about giving clients the tools needed to create a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. While some people cut their losses when faced with disappointment, those with GRIT stay the course. I love that, Sierra, and thanks for being on with us today. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm curious, so I know that, talk a little bit about, about GRIT Wellness, what you do and the space that you're in, and then... And then maybe talk about how you ended up in that, you know, in this industry. Yeah. Okay. You stop me if I'm going too, back too far, I guess. Um, so I really started in the fitness industry when I was 18 years old. Um, I actually was training to be a pilot. Um, I am a black pilot, but just for fun now. Um, I had an engine failure and ended up landing on the golf course um, next to my, next to the airport. And, um, I just woke up the next day and was like, you know, there, there has to be a bigger plan for me than, than just flying airplanes for a living. If, if I got a second chance, you know, so, um, I was always interested in fitness. I ended up deciding to say, you know what, let's, um, let's try something new. And so as I continued flight training, I got my license. I was also prepping for a bodybuilding show. I had no idea what I was doing, but I wanted to get more into the fitness industry. Um, and then through that whole process, I just fell in love with fitness and nutrition. And I was going through a lot personally as well. Um, and that I found dedicating myself to the gym and focusing on taking care of myself really helped me um, process a lot of that. And so I just became really passionate about spreading that to other people. So then I started out as a personal trainer, um, ended up opening a personal training business with a good childhood friend of mine um, that 
developed into, you know, doing seminars for business groups and um, that developed into wanting to get into the corporate wellness industry. So um, that brings us to 2020. We, we completely developed a corporate wellness program and we're actually in negotiations with a couple of different companies to get this to their employees and uh, COVID hit. And so, um, you know, corporate companies weren't really trying to spend money, um, especially for extra stuff on their employees. They were trying to save money. So I uh, took a step back, continued to do the personal training thing. And um, then, you know, 2020 was hard for everyone, I feel like. But as a blessing in disguise, I ended up actually parting from my business partner um, and opening uh, Grit Wellness and decided that I really wanted to get into working with treatment centers. I've got a lot of friends and family that have uh, either been through it or um, should have gone through it, and I wish they would have uh, gotten the chance to. And, and I have a couple of friends that, that ended up coming out of actually going through treatment on their own and owning their own treatment centers. So uh, that kind of opened my eyes to the industry a little bit. And I'd always been passionate about just how much fitness and focusing on your health and focusing on really taking care of yourself can help you not only physically, but mentally. Um, and I just saw that as a need in the industry. And so that's, that's how we kind of got to where we are right now. Mm. That's, that's cool. And it's interesting how our own life course tends to kind of lead us down a path where we can contribute it and give back. You talked a little bit about some of your struggles. Talk, maybe if you can connect those struggles with, you know, exercise and physical fitness and how that helped process and, and make that transition for you and help you get, you know, become healthier, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally and those, in, in those other realms. Yeah, so, um, you know, I feel like there's been some pretty tough things that I've experienced, I guess, throughout my life, and I never really was able to process, I never really let myself process that, and that kind of led to um, just getting to a breaking point, um, I think right when I graduated high school, really, still really young, um, but trying to trying to just suppress all of these emotions and it ended up leaving me feeling kind of lost and um and numb a little bit and I remember right when I was able to drive I got a gym membership and that was kind of that and flying were my two outlets that I could really just let go and not think about um not think about all the stuff that I hadn't hadn't wanted to process yet and um in high school, I did end up dealing with a little bit of eating disorder. I didn't really know how to, um, I think that was a little bit of me processing just stuff that I wanted to ignore. And then um, a lot of it, just not having the knowledge to know how to really take care of my body. And that kind of led to um, disordered eating habits and, and all of that stuff. Um, so once I kind of found bodybuilding and I really dove deep in, now bodybuilding is the last thing you want to do if you want, if you're dealing with disordered eating or anything like that. But I just love the structure and I love a challenge and I, I've always loved to compete. So uh, once I deep 
took like a really deep dive into how to take care of my body, how to fuel my body, um, and really found that structure that I could give myself. It really helped me have an outlet that I could that I could channel my energy into that I didn't really have before. Um, and you learn a lot about yourself through through the journey of of trying to figure out how to best take care of yourself as well. So it's definitely a fulfilling journey, and I'm still on it. Uh, but I'm really passionate about helping other people come on it too. Hmm. I, I'm assuming, and don't let me make assumptions that aren't true, that you probably are familiar with the book, the book Spark. I'm not actually. <clears throat> so it's um this it's a book that talks about the connection between exercise and it, and it goes through several disorders, anxiety, depression, um, and several different ones. It's been a while since I've read it, but it made me think of what you were talking about in the sense is it really connects mental wellness with our physical fitness and and how those are linked together in our well-being and that um, exercise you know certain types of exercise can be as much or more effective than an antidepressant or medications right and so it talks a lot about that kind of a of an approach and also complex exercises or movements complex Meaning you've got to think about what you're doing. Like, and one of the examples that they used was um, jump rope. You know, jump roping, you've really got to focus your timing, focus your energy, and then, and then it t- requires an awful lot of, of energy from your body in order to maintain that. And so you can really get um, some blood flow going fairly quickly with jump rope, right? But it's a complex exercise and how beneficial that is, even more so than you know, maybe just hiking, and I say just hiking or going for a walk, but that complex right. um, activity is very, very beneficial. Anyway, you might want to read that. It's a fantastic book, just specifically on some of these things you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely will. It's, uh, it's funny because I never want, I know that everyone that I, I talk to that owns treatment centers or, or works in treatment centers, you guys all know, uh, if, if anyone's in the industry, the, the data and the science behind physical fitness and, and how you feel your body really affecting your mental health. I mean, there's so many studies that um, you can really search all day all day for, but it's definitely a proven, a proven fact that if you move your body and you're fueling it properly um, between your gut health and just what it does for you mentally, you're in an extremely better spot to deal with heart, the hardships of life. Mm. Definitely. For me, I always said exercise is my sanity. It keeps me from going crazy every day, right? <clears throat> right. Right. Talk about your, if you can, talk about your relationship with treatment programs, with people you know, recovering from substance abuse. Um, I don't know how much you deal with mental health treatment facilities, but talk about your relationship with those facilities and what, and what, you're able to do, how you're able to reach out to those clients? So um, we actually just got into the space about two months ago, Um, but everyone that we have talked to so far and um, kind of the way our program is structured uh, is really unique. Um, I know a lot of treatment centers already offer yoga and meditation classes and they have nutritionists on site, which is amazing. 
But one thing that we do a little bit differently is we actually educate their clients to um, to be able to continue these habits after they are they're gone. So if a twenty five year old walks into your facility, chances are he's probably not gonna continue with seven days a week of yoga. Um, but we want to give a wide variety of of options for people to really um, explore what they kind of enjoy, how they enjoy training, um, and kind of get a just get a wide variety of of things to try out and, and learn. So what we actually do is we offer functional fitness, body weight, and just regular gym workout programs that they can access on an app. So if it's an outpatient facility, they can um, they can have it on their phone. It's kind of like a little personal trainer in your pocket. So take it to the gym when you're not at the facility and um, go through one of one of the different workouts. They're ongoing programs, so uh, there's always going to be something for for you on there. Um, if even if you're at home or you're in your room, uh, you can do it really wherever. We also uh, we also offer that for inpatient facilities. We actually just set up. A, a wellness station in their recreation center and it's just a little iPad with their app on it they can access all of the fitness programs from there as well uh, we also have fundamentals of nutrition basically like six lesson lesson plan um, for them to really learn how to best fuel their own bodies not just give them a nutrition program or a diet from a dietitian, but actually learn for this themselves how to experiment and how to really figure out what works best for their body. Um, so anywhere from how much you should hydrate to yourself to how much food you should be eating, uh, what macro and micronutrients even are, um, how it could be beneficial for you to take a look at how much you're consuming uh, of either of those. Um, so basically our goal is to really educate and empower people to be able to take care of themselves for themselves without having a coach or a trainer or a nutritionist with them at all times. Just because I know once they leave the treatment center, they're not going to have, um, they're not going to have us anymore. So our goal is to really educate them and set them up for success and set them up with new habits for when they, uh, when they, get out and graduate from, from whatever treatment program they're in. We also offer, offer an alumni program so they can join a Facebook group and talk to the same trainers that they've been talking to, get more nutrition advice, more nutrition education, more fitness programs, and just a community of people that have been through the same treatment program, um, but also have the same goals in mind of, of just taking care of themselves mentally and physically still. Um, Sierra, I'm wondering when someone comes into to substance abuse treatment, say, you know, often they've been using drugs for a very long time. Physically, they're in bad shape, right? It's starting to affect right. them physically. And, and they, they probably haven't been doing a lot of physical fitness. How do you take somebody that's in that kind of a situation and move them into, you know, more, more of an active phase than, than where they've been? Because I would think they'd be resistant to that. Yeah, um, so really we try to work with the treatment center to educate their, um, also their therapists on how to, to promote use of the program and um, really try to integrate it seamlessly into their program. 
Um, so we have our trainers meet with their therapists and see what kind of trouble they're really walking into getting people to use it or getting people to, um, to use it consistently. We also have different uh, incentive programs and challenges that we'll do every month. Uh, and we'll pick like an athlete of the month from the facility, give them, uh, give them a little prize, whether it be like a green supplement or a t-shirt or a backpack full of workout equipment, um, whatever we can do to really promote one community and then use of the program as well. Um, also, we try to program for that. So like our functional fitness program is really only three days a week. So if someone wants to follow that program, it's not like they're working out five or six days a week. It's three days a week. Everything's very scalable. So they're not walking into the gym super intimidated, uh, but they're walking in knowing that they have room to grow, but we're also starting there slowly with them. Mm, fantastic. And and do you find that there's there's still people that are resistant or do people really start to grab hold of and start to feel better and really want to engage more in the physical fitness piece and the nutrition? So it really depends on, on the person for sure. Um, I can say from actually personal experience, one of our trainers, uh, his fiance, uh, her little sister actually was in, a, was in a treatment program when we were building out our program. And she used to call and say, I am just so bored and I feel, I don't feel like I'm in my body because uh, she was so fragile when she went in there. And so they were obviously feeding her and getting her with a dietitian to make sure that she's, uh, she's at a, a healthy weight for herself. But that's really hard mentally, especially for a female to walk in and, and gain 20 pounds in, um, in a matter of, of a couple of weeks. So we actually sent her our programming, uh, just a, a little PDF version of our programming. And, um, she ended up continuing to use it throughout, throughout the duration of her stay there and really enjoyed it. Gave her a little bit of activity to, to kind of fill up whatever free time she did have. Um, they actually had a gym there. So it was kind of like a little hotel gym. Uh, but she could walk in, not feel lost in there. Uh, so it kind of promoted her use of, um, of the facilities that she actually had available to her as well. Um, but definitely kept uh, free time off of her hands and then put her in a little bit of a mentally a better space, knowing that she was gaining weight, but she was also moving her body. And um, I think that really helped her. Hmm. You, you talked about, you know, if somebody's got an eating disorder, that training to be a bodybuilder, you know, and going to that, ex it, it, maybe you would call it an extreme, but, but that propensity to go to an extreme when, you, when you're dealing with eating disorder types of, of situations. Um, I'm curious about your own journey there, and, and do you find that there are some people that go to the extreme and do too much exercise, too much, right? They're too hard on their bodies. And how do you how do you address that? Yeah, um, I've been there. I've done that, and I've definitely learned the hard way. Um, I actually really learned the hard way. I did back to back bodybuilding competitions and ended up prepping for a competition for a good nine months. Um, 
and I was just way too low body fat percentage for way too long, but my brain is, um, is all in or, or all out, uh, especially at that time. So I ended up really messing up my hormones, had to actually go to a doctor and, um, and get it all figured out. It was like a year's process. And now I'm finally back to my own body. I feel great mentally. I'm in a way better spot. I obviously, uh, needed to go through therapy on my own for for that too and I probably should have have gone and addressed those issues before starting bodybuilding as a hobby but um I did it the hard way and now uh, I have that experience to kind of direct our trainers and our trainer training department on how to really program for for people and um and also talk to people via seminars and, and all of that to really make sure that they're not going to that extreme because it is extremely easy. Um, I know a lot of people do it, especially just getting started in the um, in the fitness space. So we try to, to make our programs, one, like I said, some of them are only three days a week. Some of them are, are four or five days a week, but they're a lot less intense. Uh, so we try to program for that. Uh, just so that they don't really have extra workouts to do. Because uh, if, if it was me, I would be in there seven days a week if I could. Um, but then through seminars and talking to our trainers, uh, we also want to make sure that they really emphasize the fact that it is a slow journey and it, and it is really about health and wellness. And sometimes when you're focusing on your health, it doesn't mean going to the gym seven days a week for three hours. Sometimes that means taking an off day or listening to your body or knowing when you need some extra calories in your diet. Um, so we try to teach them the fundamentals of really how to listen to their body as well. Mm. It's valuable. And which is that, you know, that sense of, I don't feel like I'm in my body comments that we hear people make often, right? That disconnection from themselves and and this is a way to help them ground and you know connect with themselves and become more mindful and get healthier in the process so what a fantastic you know coupling with therapy and and with the treatment programs that you're that you're partnering with right we like to our kind of philosophy on it is these treatment programs and these therapists like you guys are the experts in in getting people sober and keeping them sober or just getting them to a better, better mental health space. And we're the experts in fitness and nutrition and, and making sure our bodies are really healthy. And so if we can't make a program to fit in with the incredible program that people already have, I mean, what a, what a better way to make, make a really holistic way of healing. Hmm. Um, you talked about kind of having to back off of your own you know, bodybuilding um, project. Uh, what, what's that like for you today? Are you still, um, do you still participate in those kinds of events? Yeah. So, um, I actually took three years off. I went to a lot of therapy, dealt with with a lot on the emotional end, but I also ended up starting CrossFit. So more of a functional fitness type of training. Uh, it was really great because I had a community around me. I had incredible coaches, uh, that really helped me mentally and physically. Uh, one of the big reasons why we, we wanted to start alumni programs for everyone that we work with too, just because I know how how huge of a help it is to really have a community of people.
people that um, that are backing you and focused on the same thing. Um, so after three years of, of not doing any kind of bodybuilding, going to doctors, going to therapists, getting everything figured out uh, mentally and physically, internally with me, um, I'm actually prepping for another bodybuilding show. A lot healthier. Um, I definitely have coaches to all kinds of coaches to direct me in, in the right direction. Um, and I'm really excited about it. It's a very different process, um, doing it in a good, in a good headspace. How much time do you have to spend training for a bodybuilding competition? A lot, a lot of time. (laughs) When you're prepping, I probably spend two hours in the gym, six days a week. Um, my job is really incredible where I can, I have the time to do that. Um, and I can kind of get it in where I can get it in. Um, but I've also been, I've also been in the gym for, wow, coming up on almost nine years now. So, um, it's definitely a process to build up to, to being able to even prep for a show. But once you're in prep for a show between prepping your food and not being able to go out to eat with your friends and, um, an hour of cardio a day and uh, another hour of lifting a day. It's it's a lot, but it's only for a short amount of time. So um, I'll be prepping for 12 weeks. So it's kind of 12 weeks of extreme and then dial it back and, and go back to, um, to coasting and focusing on my health and all of that. Mm. Cool. Since you started dealing with or working with treatment centers and kind of getting into that a little bit more, have you had a chance to look up any statistics as far as relapse and success rates, you know, in recovery when physical fitness and nutrition is included in that process? So we personally haven't been in the industry long enough to be able to have our own statistics, but I definitely know from personal experience and and friends that have been through it that the ones that came out of it and found fitness as a kind of outlet for them have done really incredible things uh and stayed sober the entire time it's definitely been an easier process versus some of my friends that uh, have gone through it and are sober um but haven't found quite found the way to to focus on their body it's it's a lot harder up the road I guess um and I I think it's just really finding an outlet to channel your energy into um that that's good for you so uh but no we haven't been in the space for long enough to to come up with our own statistics but I'm really excited to see um in a year what what we can do cool so Sierra, you, you work with facilities and I know you talked about, you know, prior to the show and prior to recording that, um, that you do a lot of traveling. Um, where, where is your, you know, your program located and so that facilities know that they can reach out to you. Can, can someone from across the country reach out to you and get benefits from your program? What does that look like? Yeah. So we developed it for it to be accessible to people basically in the U.S. So if you have a treatment center in the continental U.S., um, we can help you. Uh, def- can't get to Hawaii yet, can't get to um, 
can't get over over the ocean yet. But uh, if you're in the continental U.S. and you have a treatment center uh, or a mental health program, outpatient um, treatment program, we would love to talk to you. Um, we can actually fly our trainers out to give seminars, and then um, a lot of it is virtual. So, hmm, very cool. Cool. Um, I'm curious, and maybe this is a too big of a question, um, but. Where would you, like, as far as nutrition goes, what would you say um, is a really important piece of information about nutrition that most people are not aware of? Oh, man. Um, I would have to say, I don't know, I could go so many places with this, with this question. I wish one of our trainers was here to, um, to give you a better answer, but... In my personal opinion, there's a lot of misinformation uh, on the internet, on social media, and really everywhere about nutrition, and it makes it extremely difficult to know where to even start. And I really wish people knew that it was as simple as getting three meals a day in with a protein source, a carb source, a fat source, and maybe having a vegetable or two a day. That would make you feel so much better. Um, people get really into the thick of it really quick with a bunch of different fat diets and, and everything like that. That really leads you down a road of not even wanting to start. So um, I think the biggest thing is really starting simple. Uh, and it's almost intuitive, you know. Like you don't have to be a nutritionist or, or a rocket scientist to figure it out for yourself. Uh, definitely doesn't help that there's so much misinformation, but I wish people knew just how simple it was. Um, so maybe starting with just getting a protein source in every single meal um, and a healthy carb source and, and maybe a, a healthy fat source once or twice uh, in the day as well. Mm. I, I like your idea of being intuitive, meaning, you know, again, paying attention to your body and what your body's asking for. Um, and then keeping it simple because I think we do better when it's simple. So I love that approach. Very good. Um, and it might be one more other thing is I know that you've, you've done, I mean, you've done, put this program together that really focuses in on not just people in recovery, but for everybody's health and wellness, right? These are common principles, common practices that really improve people's lives across all walks of life. Right. Um, and so if, do you work with people outside of treatment facilities as well, or just treatment facilities? So right now, just treatment facilities. Um, I personally have a couple of people that I just help on the side because I enjoy it. Uh, but right now we're just working with treatment facilities. We hope in 2022 to get back into the corporate space, um, and really make an outreach as far as, uh, the corporate space goes, maybe getting into different benefit programs and everything like that. But right now we're really excited about helping the treatment space. Um, and so this is kind of where we're, we're honing in our focus. Mm. Love it. I think it's good to focus in and then you can expand after you've, you know, after it's all put together and COVID right. COVID's um, kind of thrown a curveball at all of us. So it's, uh, <laughs> right. Um, and how would people get a hold of you? What's the best way for them to find out who you know where to find you and how to connect? So um, add me on LinkedIn. I love talking to people on LinkedIn. Um, 
My name is Sierra Lund, S-I-E-R-R-A-L-U-N-D. Um, you can also email me at sierra at gritwellness.co. Um, and then our website is www.gritwellness.co. Um, but if you'd like to get in touch with me for um, actually working with us, email is definitely the best. Email or LinkedIn. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Any, any last words that you want to leave with our audience before we, uh, before we end our podcast today? It's been absolutely fantastic having you, and I can tell you've got a wealth of information. Oh, man. Um, don't overcomplicate things. Uh, move today and maybe hydrate yourself if you haven't had water today. <laughs> <laughs> the basics. I love it. That's fantastic. Thanks so much for sharing with us today, Sierra. Um, it would be fun. It would be fun sometimes to reconnect and, and see kind of what you're doing with your bodybuilding and what that process looks like. We could dive into that more, but uh, thanks for talking today. I love that you're working with the, the recovery industry because um, exercise and nutrition is huge. We know that and it makes a huge difference for people. So I appreciate your efforts and your work. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me anytime. Thanks, Sierra.